185milesouth.com. Smash that Patreon button. One hundred and eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are back and talking hardcore. Helping out, you know him, you love him. It is the best dressed man on the pod. It is Daniel Sant. What's up, Dan? You say you've got to go home because he's sitting on his own again this evening. Also up and out, it is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge. What's up, Ben? This is how we chill from 93 till infinity. <laughs> and rounding us out in a great line of people with one name, Madonna, Prince, Haku. Don't call him Cincinnati. It is Clevo. What's up, Cleveland? What's up, guys? What up, what up? Okay. This week, we are doing a Super 7 for the year 1993. Not the best year for hardcore, but it's a year. So uh, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, Ben, what do you got on this year? Um, This is a a really weird year. So if you like weird things, maybe there's stuff for you. Um, First, shout out to Davey Bright. He does this thing where he puts together... uh, um, discographies like every hardcore and every punk's uh, record that came out in a given year. So he did one for 89, 90, 91 and 92. And he just did one for 93. So that helped us greatly. Um, the thing about 93 is there isn't a damn thing that sounds remotely like it could have come out of the seventies or eighties. Like, so this is the most nineties year of the nineties and also like the most schizophrenic year style wise. So straight edge is in full chug mode. NYHC is in full thug mode. And Pops says this a lot, but it's possible to have gotten into hardcore this year, hardcore in quotes, without ever actually having heard ac- hardcore punk music. Um, I'd say cover art is at an all-time low because you have uh, everyone trying to figure out how to use computers and making dog shit cover art in the process. And then like recording quality is pretty bad too because it costs a lot of money to get a good recording at this point. Or you got to know a, like kind of a magician of a, an engineer. And then so you have all these like streams. Amphetamine Reptile which is putting out a lot of noise rock. That's in full swing. You have the dam about to burst on pop punk and Epifat stuff. And that whole major label feeding frenzy. So 93 is like the fully inflated balloon. Like Lookout Records puts out a lot of crucial records. This might be peak Lookout. The Muffs signed to Warner Brothers, put out their first album. Quicksand puts out their first album on Polydor. Green Day, Bad Religion, and Sick of It All, and Jawbox all signed to major labels. Recipe for Hate is released on Epitaph, and then it gets reissued on Atlantic within within 93. Fugazi puts out what I have been told is their best-selling album ever which is in the hundreds of thousands of copies. So that's a huge deal. Shelter I'd say is at peak Krishna at this point. Like all their members have that, those, uh, those shikas, those like Krishna ponytails. Like if you look at pictures of shelter throughout the years, like this is the only year where it's like, damn, they're all like, they all look like monks. Um, 
it's also a big year for emo core, like bands like Current and Chino Horde and Indian Summer. And also a lot of bands named after presidents like Hoover and Lincoln are coming out. And there's also this sort of emo pop punk crossover thing happening in Illinois. Bands like Cap'n Jazz, Friction, Gage. And I'm sure all of them would hate to be labeled either emo or pop punk, but I, I call it like I hear it. And then Riot Girl is peaking at this point. Uh, labels that are founded that I could look up were Teamwork Records. So shout out to Dan's favorite label owner ever. Uh, Hopeless, Watermark, Trouble Man Unlimited, debut releases from Spaz, 108, Falling Forward, Mike Judge and Old Smoke, Antioch Arrow, John Henry West, uh, Mean Season, End of the Line, Floodgate, Still Life, Kerosene 454, Lincoln, 88 Fingers, Louie, Strung Out, and 185 Trivia Stumpers, 25 to Life. Uh, the only other things I have are Scared Straight, Change Their Name to 10-Foot Pole, and Bands That Break Up, Born Against, and Rorschach are the only ones I could I could find. Dan, wake me up when it's over. <laughs> I'll wake you up when September ends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Also, more importantly, Earth Crisis puts out their uh, seven-inch firestorm, huh? So the the seas are a changing in the hardcore world. So Dan, you have anything on this here, or should we jump into it? Uh, I think the one thing that I, I I think that is very this is the apex of the time when. All of these splinters are completely like there's so many different lanes, but these shows are crossing over with each other in this time. Like this and 94, probably like the apex of like all of these different genres that these bands don't sound anything alike are still playing somewhat together. There'll be few anomalies going, you know, into the mid to late 90s and it'll still be happening. But around this time, it's like DIY spaces and, and punk spaces like. Everyone's got a share, really, and the, a lot of the bands sound so different. So there's there's a there's a thing where, as a hardcore kid, you are into many of these different streams at the time because that is your scene, and that's really hard for people who, you know, are young or maybe were in scenes where it was like very regimented. Like, but for the most part, across the world lots of bands that sounded extremely different were playing um in the same shows and lots of people that go into those shows were liking a lot of it or at least you know tolerating a lot of it <laughs> while having their favorite stuff so i mean i i would say as this being like probably my entry year even though i was like listening to stuff in 92 this is like where I was like just going crazy. Clevo, do you want to say anything on this year before we get started? Yeah. Um, you know, this is the year I moved back to the States from Germany. Um, but I will say that this is possibly the most unhardcore year of my life. And looking at the list that I put together for tonight, I think the only record that we would consider hardcore and it's going to be a stretch would be quicksand. Is probably the only hardcore record I bought this year. Um, I missed out on a lot of this stuff, um, which you know, obviously went back, went back and saw it. I also uh, saw Quicksand on the Slip Tour at Red Rocks in Colorado, which is kind of crazy to think about Quicksand playing at a place like where 
you know, that U2 live record and that live video comes from um, opening for Anthrax with John Bush on vocals. So that was a, that was an experience. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this, this year's wild comparing it to 92 and my list, 92, my list was not long, but there were like all time classics in my opinion that like I had to get on my list and 93 has like my list is a lot longer, but it's stuff I don't love as much as 92 outside actually. Yeah, completely. Um, so a longer list of bands that are not doing necessarily their best stuff compared to 92, where some of my favorite bands are doing their all time best stuff. Um, okay, Dan, let's jump into it. Tell everyone what a super seven is and let everyone know the order. Okay, so a Super 7, we are competing to make the best mixtape or playlist. We have a, a round system where we go in order of the picks, and um, this time it will be me first, Clevo second, Zach third, Ben fourth. And we can all take the same bands, but once a song has been chosen, it is gone and cannot be taken again. And um later on in the week we open it up to you the wonderful listener to vote on whose um mix you thought was the best who had the best collection of songs and um you know and then you can yell at us why we didn't take this or this or this you know and we love to hear that too dan are you taking firestorm or are you getting a uh, yogurt hurled at your head well i am you know I'm going to perform some Supreme Court type stuff right now. So in the past, there is a precedent here where I have taken Firestorm into Forged in the Flames as my pick for the Straight Edge Super 7, and I will be taking that combination again right now as my number one pick. Respect it. Live the gimmick. Got to. (laughs) And... I mean, Reggie, I know you're psyched on, on uh, Firestorm, but, you know, um, Firestorm, yes, it is, like you said earlier, Zach, it is the changing of the seas. It is providing that inspirational, like, zeitgeist and, like, almost, like, <laughs> devotee motif that was given to a lot of the youth crew stuff and it is transitioning that energy into a much different sound it's really abrupt chuggy like almost sounds like the world is coming to an end with some of those dive bombs and stuff and it is just power through the voice through the lyrics carl's voice beside you know you could argue the firestorm demo versus the firestorm uh ep release where his voice sounds the best but it never gets better than than here like his voice is incredible on this thing um it is metallic without being metal (laughs) it is just pure excellent hardcore voice and you know ben reed's still in the band doing those amazing like screamy style backups that you can hear from time to time and the transition from firestorm into um into forcing the flames is just amazing like the 
you can grab both straps of your backpack and start like nodding and moving <laughs> to that. It's just so good. Like, and you know, for constant listeners to the pod, you know, these are two titanium backbone songs for that ass. Like this will, if you are straight edge and you listen to these songs, they will make you feel a thousand foot tall. Like, it doesn't get, I mean, this is some of the best hardcore ever for me. So that's why I'm choosing it. Number one. Yeah. His voice is so perfect on this recording. And then also there's something here that's like, you know, even though this is metal and this is really the turning of the, the seas of hardcore going metal with earth crisis being like leading the charge. There is especially in this song it's like kind of the best of punk right like because you are stripping off all the bullshit and they're just coming with like this simplicity like it's a creative simplicity that's here in this song and so while it is very metal in that aspect it's also very punk in like the the simple spirit of it and like some of the over the topness you know of the lyrics um also there's just so much good stuff here like this song firestorm i love when it comes in at the end when he's going the uh, firestorm to purify and it's on the toms and then he keeps repeating that line over and over but then when it switches to the it goes back to the you know the raining blood part dun 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 yeah on the hi-hat it's like oh god the music changes behind the vocals being the same so there are these little like tricks tucked in there that make this song so spectacular. So yeah, I mean, it's a great pick. It, it should probably go number one for this year just because of first off is awesome. Second off the impact of it, but, uh, and it's a, it's a Dan one, two special. Um, <laughs> Ben, you want to speak on this or uh, should we send it to Cleva for his number one? It was my number one. So you took my number one, Dan. I knew you were going to take it anyway, but that was my number one. Yeah, it's incredible. And it makes me wonder why uh, Carl's voice didn't stay this way. It's like, no, 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 you've got it. It's perfect. Keep doing that. Don't change. It's like Roger Murray on Victim in Pain. It's like, nope, that's it. <laughs> Just keep doing that. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't meant to be. Cleva, do you want to speak on this or do you want to take your number one? I will go ahead and take my number one. Um, I'm also going to do the Dan, the Dan twofer, and I will be <laughs> taking Numb into Blind of Faith on Ringworms The Promise, the opening track. Um, the intro being the old Die Hard intro um, that Ringworm lifted. And uh, after, of course, the, the classic There Is No God kicking into that riff and then, you know, just into blind of faith which i think is really the standout track on this record anyways um you know it doesn't have a lot of that uh it doesn't have that that you know that grindy feel to it It, it's more of a a straight hard straightforward hardcore song it has it has groove to it um you know great and and just human human furnace uh sorry james's uh um delivery is just fucking spot on on this um you know, great, great band, great track, and uh, got to represent Cleveland. So I will be taking that with my first pick. Aren't they from Cincinnati? 
<laughs> the, the little uh, double kick on this is so good. You know, the oh, yeah, this song's great. Classic opening track, classic record. Um, we talk ringworm in this this era a ton on the pod, I think. They come up a lot. And this is probably the standout, although I have a I got a couple choices here. I think Ringworm's gonna make my list too. Um I mean, I I think aside from from the instrumental and the Angry Smolens cover, you could probably take any track off of this, and and I, I can't see anyone being upset about that. You know, I was actually considering taking the instrumental because it is like one of the most yellow tracks ever. So, but uh, I don't think I will. We will see. I'm going to take my number one, and I'm going to take. Oh God. Let's see here. I'm gonna take this is in my this is probably my second favorite Bad Religion song ever. Um, I'm gonna take Bad Religion Skyscraper. It is the last song on Recipe for Hate. I love this song so much. And this is wild because this is the first Bad Religion LP that I think is not great. Um, although there are some songs on here that I do think are great, like the first track, Garrison. And this song, Skyscraper and American Jesus. But otherwise, like they get very, ins- like, I don't know, they get experimental, right? Like it's very of the time. Like Eddie Vedder sings on a song. Like yeah. they're very grunge ish. Like when you listen to the guitars, like on headphones, it's like, do these even sound like guitars? Like what's going on here? It's like so layered, you know, and they're doing lots of wonky stuff. Also, like the way they record the drum. I swear to guys, this is my favorite track in 93, but let me <laughs> shit on it a little more. Um, the way they record the drums is just fucking atrocious. Like this guy, Bobby Shear joins the band. Uh, he joined on the last record generator where the songs are so good. Like you can kind of look past the recording, even though it's a little brighter, but it's like definitely it's a, it's a stretch from, uh, you know, that run they had from suffer through against the green. Um, it gets like kind of overproduced, even though I hate that word. But this one is just like, God, they made Bobby sound like a bitch. Like, it's like, he, I know he's like a good drummer. You can hear it, right? Like, he's playing fast. He's doing like double time. But like, it just sounds so shitty. And in the background, it just like, I don't know. It sucks. Like, there's no energy on this record. But there are some songs that shine through in spite of that. Like this song, Skyscraper. It's an absolute perfect Bad Religion song everything about it. It's like the verses are so good. It leads to a chorus. It's great. And it's got a great little lead, you know, a little bridge that goes to a great lead and then comes back to the chorus and just all around straight. Perfect song, you know, in spite of this dog shit recording. Um, Yeah, I love it. And it's like one of those songs, like when I was listening today to my short list, you know, this song I was, I was listening to it when I was walking from my, car to my pad and i was like this is like one of those songs you know like we've said on the pod plenty of times you know hardcore music's the best you know punk and hardcore is my favorite music and i hate when you know people talk about punk and hardcore like it's othered right like oh it's good for a hardcore song oh it's good for a punk song like this music when it's at its best is like a hundred percent my favorite music and i'm not playing it's not like oh this is my favorite punk stuff you know, but deep down, like Led Zeppelin's got it on bad religion. It's like, no, like this is 
my favorite music in the world, you know? And this is like one of those songs that like reminds me, like it's got it, everything I like, you know what I mean? So that's that. My number one, Bad Religion, Skyscraper, the final song off Recipe for Hate. Although it is infuriating. Another thing about the song, there's like 30 seconds of silence at the end of it. I think it's like leading into some bonus track on the CD. And for whatever reason, they just didn't edit it for the streaming version. So whatever. At least uh, I'm not the first song on the playlist. And by the way, everyone, 185milesouth.com. Click that playlist link at the top of the page. And you can check out the playlist of all the songs that we choose today. Although, spoiler alert, it is up there right now. So if you want to uh, not have the spoilers, listen to the episode first and then check it out. But be sure to jam it. Uh, Ben, do you want to speak on this or should I send it to someone else? To Ben? (laughs) You'd be sending it to me because I'm number four. I got the Nard curse. Um, Well, I might send it to Clevo or Dan to say something on it. I was just giving you first shot. Oh, that's true. Shit. Okay. Um, yes, this was on my list of possibles. So I do absolutes, possibles, and honorables when I come up with these lists to play to play these super oh, seven know games. How long those honorables are? Oh man. Well, because I'm also reading off the possibles that I didn't use. But absolutes, I had the Earth Crisis song. Possibles, I had the Bad Religion song, and honorables, I had the Ringworm song. So I think we are in lockstep with each other at least in round one. Um, yeah, this is probably the best song on this Bad Religion album. And I totally agree. This is like their first not great album. Um, I don't know if I've really zoned in on the drums the way you have, Zach. Uh, but it never was a distraction for me. This is a great song. Um, anybody else want to talk on it? I just um, will add light to Zach's analysis that the production is so weird. They are shooting for all alternative radio on this record that like they are trying to like wrap themselves up in that grunge zeitgeist while still being, you know, the band they are. This was the album where it was very hard for me to pick many songs. Skyscraper is good, but this is like you say, this is the bad religion record where you're like, Oh, the new bad religion. Oh, god it's pretty boring isn't it <laughs> you know what's wild it's like the first show i went to was uh it was like this death metal show at the camarillo state hospital which uh dan help me out with what i should use here do you know what that is like what what is the proper way to say an insane asylum in 2023 mental institution <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> okay so it was at this show was at a mental institution it was like a death metal band from our beach in silver strand, Oxnard, California. And then also like some other death metal band. And uh, yeah. And it was just like 20 metal heads. And then like the, the patients from the place and uh, dude, it was wild. But so I was outside hanging out with like some long hairs that I didn't know. And one of them was talking and they're like, dude, you know, it's a trip. You know, who's playing here next month. And uh, they're like, woohoo. And he's like, bad religion, man. They're coming here. Like, they just put out uh, this album, you know? And he's like, I don't really like them, but I'm going to come here and check it out. I was like, what? Like, and, and I always remember that because, like, you know, I'd seen the name and that logo, but I wasn't into bad religion yet. And that is wild if bad religion played Camera State Hospital in uh, 93. What the fuck? 
Um, that's all I got. Ben, let's go to you for your number one. Yeah, I'm going to since since I was unable to steal Dan's first pick, I will Don't steal, do it, Ben. I will steal Don't Dan's second pick. I'm going to read you the lyrics to this entire song because there aren't many. Got a lot of questions for me. You got a lot of questions for me. Got your finger pointing at me. Distrusted. I look for wires when I'm talking to you. Distrusted. I look for wires when I'm talking to you'd make a great cop. You'd make a great cop. You pig. Um, This is Great Cop by Fugazi. And for anyone who says Fugazi isn't a punk band, okay. Fugazi isn't a punk band in in the traditional sense. This song is, in fact, Ian MacKay wrote it in 1981 for his band Skewbald Grand Union, and it and just sat on it for 12 years. So this is the most punk sounding Fugazi song and the best song on their In on the Kill Taker LP. Um, If you want to slam, which I'm sure that that the band would disapprove of, (laughs) put this fucker on. Um, I think when he wrote this song in 81, it's it was like the beginning of people kind of challenging him on the whole straight edge thing. I'm just, uh, you know, speculating because this is like late 81. The first two Minor Threat 7 Inches are already out. People are stepping to him, like challenging him on shit he's written in his lyrics. And he's saying, God, you sound like a cop the way you're interrogating me. Um, so also really cool bass, like... Uh, what do you call those like har- bass harmonics um so the most minor threat sounding fugazi song and and was i right dan this was your pick right yeah and it was such a cop move of you to take it <laughs> i was gonna take firestorm too but fuck the order i don't think that anyone's tried to argue that fugazi is not a punk band it, we've just argued that they're not a hardcore band. Like punk is a bigger umbrella than hardcore is. So I, I don't think that anyone would argue that Fugazi's not punk. Like in fact, their punk ethos are like kind of up there at the top of the heap, you know? So don't got to get all defensive. Leave Ian alone. We will Ben Fugazi. Great punk band. Um, Dan, you want to speak on this? Well, it, it's incredible. And it is a hardcore song. Um, so there's that it is the ultimate skate video song like i swear like (laughs) you put a skate part to this like it's it's making you look better than the tricks you're doing um i'm bummed i didn't get it but shall i just roll into my next pick i just want to say this song always makes me want to buy a new pair of etnies <laughs> See, there you go. It's it's doing its job. Go because ahead, I'm going to take Public Witness Program off this record. Um, this is another rager off of In on the Kill Taker. The eyes have it, and they always will. Um, it's so good. And then there's like a, you know, Ben's touching on like their use of like harmonics and and. I mean, Fugazi is so groovy. God, that sounds so 60s. Hey, man, they're so groovy. <laughs> they have, like, such groove in the music. Like, the rhythm section is just unbelievable. And um, what Ian and Guy do on the part where it goes into the... God, it, it, this is a song that I wouldn't say 
has a chorus, but it transitions into this part where it's going like, I like to walk around it. I'm paid to stand around it. Like the, when it transitions to that part and they're doing like kind of harmonics on the, on the guitar, it, God, it is so amazing. Like this song is incredible. Um, this is my favorite Fugazi album by a mile. Um, and um, I'm bummed I didn't get Great Cop, but I'm glad I got Public Witness program. Um, and you never know. Might even take something else. Far out, man. Ben, what's your take on this? <laughs> yeah, this is like probably the other very catchy song on this album. And I think Fugazi, later on, they kind of strayed away from writing extremely catchy songs and I'm not sure why, or I don't know. I don't know if that was an intentional thing. Like, Hey, let's stop writing songs with hooks in them. Or I don't know where their heads were at, but like, this is sort of the end of getting albums like that mostly consist of very listenable music from Fugazi. In my opinion, I know there's people who ride for the later stuff, but there it's few and far between with the later stuff. So this is kind of like the end of, I don't know, the classic era of Fugazi. Clevo, do you want to speak on this or do you want to take your number two? Yeah, just really quick. I, I had this song on my, on my short list. Um, I love the part like after that is totally a chorus because they keep going back to it where it's like, where it's like, you know, I like to walk around. Yeah. But the, after that, when it builds up and it's like, can I get a witness? A witness for it. And it goes back into the chorus. It's it's so it's so good. Um yeah, great song. Um glad it's on here, but I probably I probably would have taken it with my second pick if uh, if it was still there. But since it's not, I'm gonna take my second pick and go a totally different direction. I'm gonna take Rorschach in Ruins off of the Protestant LP. Um it's a second track um on the LP um and has uh some sort of uh, anti-work, uh, anti-boss lyrics to it, which I always like. Um, it just, um, we've talked about Rorschach probably every record that they've put out um, on these podcasts. And I think that you see the progression from from Remain Sedate to Protestant. Um, if I was thinking better, the last time we did one of these Super 7s, I would have saved Skin Culture and taken the LP version and would have taken some probably taken brain handle off of one of the splits but um since i took skin culture on the last one i'm gonna take in ruins here um and just this like we've we've talked about yolo um this has this has all the yolo you need and more um it just like hits those just really fast like just really grindy parts um charles's voice is so um you know screechy on this and um yeah, we've talked we've talked about Rorschach a lot. I've 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 you know professed my love for this band, and uh, actually um, I do have um, hanging above my fireplace in my living room the the um, pushead print of the cover of this album. Um, I, I love this record. So Rorschach, they're great. We've 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 said it on every podcast that we've that they've had a record out that year. Yeah, we we may have talked this band more than any other pod, um, and we did a head to head on the two Rorschach LPs. I believe on the Mike cheese episode. So everyone can go back in the archives and check that out. Um, 
Dan, do you want to speak on this or should I take my number two? I just, I just think that there's a reason that it, we keep talking about this because they are an extreme game changer, just like the, just like the Earth Crisis is a game changer within, um, the seeds of like hardcore changing. Rorschach is one of those ones that later on will timing core will come flying out the gates after Rorschach led the way, you know, but, um, his voice is just epic. We just talked about Carl having a perfect voice at the time. Charles's voice is just so brutal. I mean, his voice is so shredded on this record. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Cleo. You know, what's crazy is, you know, this is, this is the end of Rorschach. Um, the next year you get dead guy. Um, yep. Timing core. And then, but, but no, but then, you know, dead guy, I think ha- adds a little bit more rock, a little more AMREP to it. Whereas, you know, then like, what is it like three years after this four years is you go back to kiss it goodbye, which is really, I feel like is more of an extension of Rorschach than, than, uh, but in between that, you've got Dillinger escape plan. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Keith, I feel like Keith, it, it's all about, it's all about Keith on guitar too, though, you know, with the Rorschach to dead guy to, um, to kiss a goodbye. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, you know, I think this is like the peak. This is, this is the mold. Yeah. I think this record is more influential than the first one. Although I do enjoy the first one more. Um, okay. My number two, I am going to take. The Rancid song, Another Night, off the first LP. And this was hard to nail down what song I wanted. Um, I love the song Hyena. And it was probably the first Rancid song I listened to because it was on one of those Punkorama comps. And then also, I thought about taking Detroit because it is such a great song. And it would have trolled Ben because the bass on that song is wild as fuck. Like, if if you hate the Matt Freeman bass shit, <laughs> that song is like your mortal enemy because he just goes for it the entire song, including from the intro. And then the chorus is wild, but it's so good. And then also like something that can't be overlooked on this record is like the darkness of it. Like, so you have some songs like Rats in the Hallway is like, ooh, like this music is, it's not really matched like from this LP. This is kind of like a standalone LP that they don't, kind of touch back on um there's just like this darkness that runs through it but another night is one of my favorite songs on the record and i think that to represent this record well you do need to have a big matt freeman part so maybe i'm not going all the way and taking rejected where he sings the whole thing but uh he does do like the another night in the streets for me and then it goes back to tim it's so nice like the way their voices bounce off each other um then Lars comes in on the next record, Let's Go, and he probably has the best voice of the three of them. But Tim and Matt going back and forth, like it's just so great because it's it's semi melodic punk and it's driving, but like these two dudes just have like psychopathic voices. Like and but they just work so well together. It's like whose voice is uglier, but why doesn't it sound bad? Like it just sounds great. Um and this song is just so catchy. It's like those those nice major chords and uh, yeah, pretty perfect uh, punk song. Dan, are you going to get rancid onto your list? Do you it, think? It, in seven? There's a, there's a good chance, um, especially since you 
maybe didn't take hyena so you never know but i love this song the way he makes the verse lines almost catchier than than you know you describe the chorus really well but in the dark with the oakland skyline like they're so catchy all i want to do is give a dying all i want yeah it's so good dude everyone check it out on the playlist um, if you don't love Rancid, it's never too late to be a believer. And like Zach says, this, like you may be familiar with like Ruby Soho and all the things like that, but this record is dark as fuck. Like it is so grimy. Grimy is the perfect description for the way this sounds compared to the rest of the catalog. And his storytelling in the lyrics on this record are so visceral. Yeah. Like, it, it's full East Bay like despair. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, so yeah, that's that. Ben, let's go to you for your number two. All right, I'm gonna pick something that Clevo might have had on his list, so I gotta be you know strategic about this. I'm doing <laughs> a song by the band Statue, and I'm gonna do the song "Filter the Infection" off of the "Filter the Infection" EP. On Revelation Records, this is a a band that started as a side project of Chain of Strength, Alex and Chris from Chain of Strength. So Alex was the bass player of Chain. He is the singer of Statue. And Chris, the drummer, plays drums. And there's a couple other guys. And um, a couple guys from San Diego, I believe. This was recorded actually at uh, West Beach Studios where um, – you know, all the Epitaph stuff at the time was done, you know, uh, Pennywise instead. So it's very high quality, uh, recording quality. And this song is like, the way I think of this song is like, this is like an improved version of Fugazi. This is like, I know it's like not correct to say this, but this is like a better version of Fugazi to me. Like, I feel just as guilty as as saying that as I do when I think about how I kind of like the misfits more than the Ramones, like that's not right. The Ramones are better. I should be thinking that, but God damn it. They beat Fugazi at their own game, filter the infection. You have an Italian couple yelling at each other in Italian at the beginning. I have no idea why. And then just incredible baseline comes in and uh, God knows what they're even singing about, but it's the catchiest thing in the world. And it's like Epic. There's like, there's like seven parts to this song. Each one incredible. Hard to pull off. Ben, she didn't cut the onions thin enough. You know, if you use a razor blade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm no, stoked. He didn't cut the onions. Okay, thin fair enough. enough. <laughs> uh, my bad, my bad. I'm not uh I'm not well versed in my rev college years. I'm stoked that you plucked the song off this. I've tried to get into this. A couple times because uh, it is interesting, right? It's the post chance strength band and it's got Bratton on it. And I am pretty much a mark for Bratton. So uh, I will check this track on the playlist. Uh, Clevo, was this on your short list? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, this record, as, as you guys know, I was uh, trying to find it on Spotify and couldn't find it earlier today. Um, I just wasn't searching well enough. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's great it's it's not 
if you go in thinking like it's members of chance strength, it's, it's not going to sound like that. Um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's San Diego, you know, like it's, it's it, like, if you said like, oh yeah, it's like chance strength, but it's like, got like that little San Diego feel to it. It's like, yeah, I, I think that's like really like of what was coming out of San Diego at that time. I think it kind of makes sense. Dan, do you, do you hear the sprung monkey in this? <laughs> no, it sounds way more unwritten law to me. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, do you want to speak on this or do you want to take your number three? Um, I'll, I'll just take my number three. The, the, I mean, they summed it up really well. Uh, although it doesn't, it doesn't f- out Fugazi Fugazi. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. My next two picks are going to be, I mean, they're amazing songs in their own right, but I am going to be picking these um, based on lyrical content too, like uh, or primarily because of lyrical content. And that's one of the beauties of, of discovering hardcore around this time is just there were so many songs that were, I mean, hardcore, there's, throughout time has had so many songs really saying something but two of these that i'm probably if my you know fourth pick is around while i'm there um i'll take it but this i'm going with unseen holocaust by earth crisis i think this is you know an absolute amazing um lyrical feat and also the song structure is incredibly um it it's just really um driving but the way that it's doing the <laughs> what <laughs> you should have just taken this second you would have had the whole earth crisis seven inch no no eden's demise is still out there for someone <laughs> that's on the cd version only the seven inch yeah but it came out this year it came out this year fair you know but I well, didn't see the Earth Crisis CDEP. Yeah. Well, I think this, um, the storytelling of this song and talking about basically, you know, the white pillage of America from native folks is just an incredibly well written song and very visceral. And then the. Um, last verse being the you know the cherry on top of just the disgustingness of this um the way it comes back in and just the chorus of like the arrow shaft lays broken you know it just it's really visceral and a young daniel sant was just like a, you know this took me away to like really just seeing it viscerally in my mind you know i think when a song can do that to you and and make you almost see this like what's unfolding in these lyrics you know and especially i think this is probably around the time of like you know some films dealing with this like dances with wolves and stuff like that as well perhaps in in pop culture but the the way that this is just every word is like important in this song and the way it just 
constructs this story and image and history and the real history is just i think incredible and i think the the tying it in to what's happening in the rainforest um at the time and they're still happening today but tying the native folks of america story to the native folks of the brazilian amazon rainforest i think is just a a really clever um lyrical choice and and i think it's just a brilliantly written song and i love the music too but i i i just echo like anytime a, a song can take you away to completely make you just you know almost just see everything in front of you i think it's just has a massive impact yeah this is my favorite earth crisis song there are lines in here that are so good like now the arrow shaft lays broken where the grasses dripped with blood. Good God, man. So good. And that lead, the din, 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 so good. It's like my favorite earth crisis part of any song, especially, you know, I had talked on firestorm, how it goes from the toms while he's saying a firestorm to purify. And then it switches to the hi hat and the chugs that too, like has an add on part. It's doing that lead. And then when it goes to that China on the upbeats, so sick. And then the other thing is like, I love that. I, I never like broke down like the, the structure of the song, but I like that it, it straight up, like kind of the parts are so separated. Like when it cuts out and it just goes dun, 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 dun. I guess that's going into the verses. Um, but it's so sick. Like, the song has those resets like in the middle of it. There's just such a confidence in this album and especially in the song because like this one's a little longer. It's like, I mean, they're all a departure from all that war, but this is one with those like resets, what I'm calling them in the song. is just like, what's up, dude? We're writing some seriously heavy shit, both like musically and lyrically and we're confident enough to like take our time with it. Let these riffs breathe. And uh, yeah, it's sick. This is as good as it gets, you know, and Dan uh, Bogarted all the, uh, all the earth crisis songs, Eden's demise. I never really make it that far. Um, my love for earth crisis is very limited to uh, this seven inch. And then that Gamora season in song. But uh, it, when, when they're great, they're great and it's undeniable. Um, okay, let's see here, uh, Clevo. Do you want to speak on this or do you want to take your number three? I'll uh, I'll go on with my next pick. Okay. Um, I am going to take. I'm already between two songs. Um, I'm going to take from uh, the Los Crudos split with Quasi Pongo, uh, the song Asesinos. Um, Another band that I, I feel like we talk about a lot on here, um, and rightfully so, um, you know, very influential, I, um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, influenced, you know, a lot of other things, you know, we, we, there, you know, we, we don't really see a lot of like straightforward punk or hardcore, like fast bands. I feel like everything, everything, you know, is either like a little grindy or a little groovy or, you know, is, is like just plotting and whatever, because there's so many influences coming in and, you know, you know, you have Crudos 
you know, being so prolific and having, having so many damn records and so many songs, um, you know, just playing, just playing fast, you know, balls out hardcore, um, and, you know, political and, you know, almost what, like 99% of their songs are in Spanish. Um, I, I just think that, you know, I, I, I say it every time we talk about them, you know, they're just, they're just like an extremely important band and, you know, um, you know, they, everything's great, the whole discography. So, you know, take your pick from anything they put out, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the lyrics on this, you know, talking about comparing, comparing Bush to Pinochet, Hitler and, uh, baby doc is, you know, kind of says it all about what, what, where they're coming from. Yeah. This is one of those like dartboard bands, right? Throw a dart. Anything you land on is going to rip a special band, memorable band. And really now, you know, this far removed 25 ish years, iconic band, you know, one of the goats, you know? So, uh, that's that. Let's see here. Dan, do you want to speak on this before I take my number three? Well, this is, this is, yeah. Any of these songs off of this EP. I like Crudo Soy, um, probably the most because of the bass sound, but the, the, and that's, that's what I was between. I was between Crudo Soy on the, what, whatever that record is called. Yeah. The um, one with the old man on the cover. Um, God, I can't remember, but that that would have been my probably Crudo's choice from this year. But the the thing that like Ben talked about, not really, you know, if you're a fan of eighties hardcore, well, Crudo's are going to give it to you. They're going to give you that fast, raging core, and almost be a little too out of control for you if you love the eighties stuff. But yeah, Crudo's incredible, like there's a reason that this band reverberates through time. And this is 30 years ago. This, these songs are, you know, amazing. I am going to, let's see here. Oh man. Okay. In the super seven for the year, 2022, I broke that ice and I took an instrumental song. I took that speed song because you knew or you know, it was the riff of the year, and I uh, had to make my list. This time, I am going to take an instrumental song too, but it is not the Ringworm instrumental. I am taking the Screeching Weasel song, Talk To Me Summer. And uh, it was a while back when we did the uh, Patreon episode, the Fab Five Beauty and the Beast, the first one. And uh, Ben, you were speaking of a Madonna song, and you said, if I'm ever a director of a movie, I'm going to pay all the money I need in the world to uh, have the Madonna song borderline. Is that correct? It was into the groove. Yeah. Into the groove, into the groove. Yeah. You're going to have it in the movie. And like, this is like my song like that. Like if I ever had a movie like roll credits and it was like each going for that feel good ending, like this would be it, you know? And all the bands out there that don't know that are doing like poppy esque music, you know, in hardcore, hardcore adjacent dude, just listen to this song on loop like 10 or 20 times. And maybe you'll learn how to write some little leads, uh, some little guitar hooks because this thing is sick. And, uh, yeah. And Ben Weasel, 
notorious possible asshole shuts the fuck up, which makes it uh, great as well. So uh, shout out. That is my choice. Ben, you ruined our nineties list by, uh, by ranking a screeching weasel album higher than, uh, than my favorite one. My brain hurts. Um, how do you feel about this song? Are you even familiar with this song? I think you chose wiggle. Not this one. This is one's off the other. They did two records in 93. I chose this one. This is off Anthem for a new tomorrow. Okay, Dan, are you familiar with the song? Yeah. Okay. I, it's funny that you were saying like you think it would be when credits are rolled, but I think if there was like if this was like a a rom com with a meat cute, this this instrumental could be like sped up version of all the fun things they did in the first couple days of the relationship. <laughs> like it it could soundtrack that too. Um, but yeah, it it's. It's catchy. It's great. It makes me wonder why that they didn't make it into a song to sing over. I don't know. It's like so sick the way it is. And like, so sometimes doing these super sevens is awesome. And sometimes it blows because <laughs> like you, you narrow it down to the short list and then I have to like hammer and listen to these songs like a million times, you know, and sometimes I get sick of them <laughs> and you know, cause like a lot of times they will be my favorite songs, right? Like skyscrapers. Like, do I want to listen to this? Like, 20 times this week. Well, maybe that song's so good. I do, but like some of these songs, like I listen to them, you know, a bunch of times and I'm like, God damn, I love this song. But then I listen to them too many times. I'm like, God damn, I hate this song. Um, and this screeching weasel, every time when it came on, you know, I narrowed down from like five songs down to this one. And it's just like, fucking a dude, I can listen to the song back to back to back to back over and over and over. And it never gets old to me. What so, about Pete? Peter Brady off this album is so good. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. The but, song uh, Peter Brady is so good, and I love it because it's like talking about the, the plot. The lyrics are about the plot of many Brady Bunch things, where he's like got two dates in two different rooms, and he's trying to, you know, it. It's really good. I really like that song. Well, let's shoot it over to uh, our friend that lives that Playboy lifestyle, Ben, for his number three. Ben Weasel. Ben the other weasel. <laughs> ben, ben the seal. Um, that's right. That's funny. Shout out. You, you picked Talk to Me Summer because my go-to song on this album is Inside Out, which is the very next song. And for so long, I counted the tracks incorrectly on the CD and thought that the song Inside Out the song I would always listen to was actually called talk to me summer. Cause I counted wrong. But anyway, think <laughs> about it this way. The song right after inside out is Peter Brady. So there you have Zach's yeah. mine and Dan's favorite screeching weasel songs all in order. And these are my, two, my two favorite albums by screeching weasel. Both came out in 1993, uh, wiggle and Anthem for new, new tomorrow. So uh, lookout records is just bodying it this year. Um, they're crushing it before the money just flows in from, you know, all the posers who got into Green Day in 94 going back and buying all the fucking pre uh, Dookie Green Day material. Um, so for my number three, I'm going with what I consider the sequel to No Spiritual Surrender by Inside Out. And that is the song Cutting Away by Undertow. It is on the Stalemate EP. And there, the lyrics to this song are there's even fewer lyrics than Great Cop by Fugazi. It's try to cut me down, try to break my spirit, but you will not break me down. Those are the whole lyrics, just singing over and over again. 
And it's just like, there doesn't need to be any more lyrics. It's like, that's the message. And it's just like the ultimate, like, uh, self-esteem song. (laughs) Like you can't break me. Fuck you. And, uh, you know, when you're bobbing your head, like, uh, you know, an Orthodox Jewish guy praying, uh, at the wailing wall it, to uh, earth crisis with your back uh, with your thumbs in your backpack uh, straps. When this song comes on, you're banging your head even harder. This is very 1993. It rules. They're from Seattle. Check them out. This song has so much yellow. <laughs> like what is going on here on some of these parts? Like there's chug, you know, and then like, there's that one part, where it goes fast, like kind of out of nowhere, like one time it's like doing kind of a sloppy, slow blast beat, I think. Um, but it's sick. Like you don't really know where the song is going. And yeah, it's a great track. Good call on this one, Ben. Um, Clevo, do you want to speak on this or should we shoot it to Dan for his number four or possible undertow commentary? <laughs> Um, nothing to add except that I also had this on my list. So Ben snaked me again. Clevo's getting jacked this episode. 93 is not the best year for hardcore or Clevo's luck. Okay, Dan, you want to speak on this or you want to take your number four? Well, Ben stole another from me and from Clevo, you know, uh, well, they don't call him the other weasel for uh, no reason, Dan. (laughs) That's right. He's the aquatic weasel. all right so (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going with that with a song lyrically that floors me and it's going to continue the theme of the unseen holocaust uh lyrical um content too so i'm going with fugazi smallpox champion now this song is incredible musically it is catchy it is just um jazzy almost like it's very straightforward punk but it's also jazzy at the same time but the lyrics um are just unreal like the same it's it's dealing with the fact that the U.S. government gave um, blankets laced with smallpox to native tribes, um, and the the delivery of these lyrics and stuff, and the way that uh, Gee does the you know cha 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 champion like um, on the catchier parts of the song, it's just it's incredible, but. I mean, let me just give you how it how it starts, like lyrically. Smallpox champion, US of A, give natives some blankets, warm like the grave. This is the pattern cut from the cloth. This is the pattern designed to take you right out, right out, right out. Like it's just dealing with not only have they been moved to reservations and completely dehumanized and their way of life been taken this was the government they were looking to for help and it it just i mean it's the most disgraceful chapter in american history 
of many disgraceful chapters, but this just captures how sickening and disgusting it is. Um, you know, what a blight on, on our collective, you know, history. Um, I think this is an absolute brilliant song lyrically, but, um, it's also so catchy, so driving, so, um, fast. And uh, I don't know, just listen to it on the playlist. I think you're going to really like it. I sense a pattern here. Um, Clevo, do you want to speak on this or do you want to take your number four? I guess I'll go straight for my number four. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like we've just talked about everything else so much that I don't really have anything else to add. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to the bad religion. Well, and I'm going to take kerosene um, oh, yeah. off of recipe for hate. Uh, I, you know, like we said before, not a great record. I fucking love this song, though. This is such a great, such a great song. Um, you know, it has the melodies. I think it is, it, it is, you know, a little bit more melodic than than a lot of the Bad Religion songs that, you know, we've talked about and I, I've picked for other things. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the chorus is, the chorus is just so good. And then it has like that, that little solo that it plays out. And yeah, love this song. Yeah, these lyrics are wild. Are they about being an unhoused person? Uh, yes. I, are they about being an unhoused person or an unhoused person who commits arson or an unhoused person who burns down whatever they're they're living in? Yeah, that Buildings Rage song is is a strange line, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because like, it kind of takes a turn there. Yeah, I love this song. You know, as I stated when uh, I took Skyscraper, this is the first song, Skyscraper is the last song, and then American Jesus is like that third slot banger. Um, and that's the record. Everything else is, I don't know that, that man on a mission song is kind of neat. You know, people like when I've seen criticism of this record, I've seen people bag on like that slide guitar on that song. And it's actually kind of like, neat. I think it kind of works. Um, what they should be bagging on is the weak ass way that these drums were recorded. <laughs> so, that's that, but yeah, great pick. I love this song. It was on my short list. Like I said, those three songs. Okay, I am going to, like Clevo chase my Bad Religion pick, I am going to chase his Ringworm pick, and I am going to take Necropolis. This is a perfect song off this record, and let me run you all through it. So that bass riff on the beginning is so good. And then the way they build up by adding like the guitar over the top, like doing the ring outs and then going to the guitar riff following the bass riff. So good that it cuts out on the little bass part. And then it goes fast with a brutal scissor beat on the verse. And then the part I like too, is instead of they're going to transition to doing the second verse, there's no chorus here. Instead of going back to like a bass cutout, this time they do like a single string guitar cutout. So sick. And then goes back to the scissor beat on the verse. Um, there's a perfect breakdown on here too. Like the riffage is so good and it's sick the way that it jumps back and forth between like the open strumming and the palm muting. It almost gives like, like an infest vibe. Although this is definitely like more breathy than infest would be, but like the way that it's going back and forth between those two things kind of gives me that vibe. And then, it's all building to go back to that intro riff to end the song. So it's just like a straight up perfect song. 
with uh, so much YOLO in there, so much Savage Riffery. And then speaking of Savage, we're not even talking about Human Furnace, his voice, which is, you know, one of the greatest things about Ringworm. And I haven't touched on it yet, but good God, he sounds so good on this song. He sounds so good on this whole record. This is like a, this is one of those classics, you know. Um, it's just an all-time classic record of of metal-tinged hardcore. You know, it's it's a wild record, and uh, I had to have it on my list. Clevo, was this shortlisted for you, or did you not even need to do that because you uh, you're going to pick them in round one? Um, <clears throat> once I knew I had the second pick, I didn't really. I knew that I was going to take that. Um, but when we did the year that the demo came up, I can't remember. Did I? T- I might have taken Necropolis for that. I can't remember which. That's song right. You may have. You may have. Well, hell yeah, me and Clevo got those picks on lock. And let's send it over to the Aquatic Weasel for his number four. Um, I should be doing the Polly Shore thing. Isn't he the weasel? I don't know. He sucks. He wheezes, he wheezes the juice. He's the weak. So. <laughs> so bad. It's so not funny that I'm laughing. Oop, I guess he, get, I guess he wins. Um, my next pick, my number four is going to be one of the only bands I can think of in all of history from the state of West Virginia. And that is the band Lincoln. The song is Union off the EP, the seven inch EP Union. Lincoln is a weird, it's so perfect that they're from West Virginia. Cause it's like, what, what is, what do bands from West Virginia sound like? Like where, like there's such an enigma. And I think I figured them out. They're like Discord filtered through metalcore. That's what they are. If you took Discord music and you just made all the guitars really chunky and then had these like crazy like metallic breakdown parts in the songs, you get Lincoln. And and so and ge- geographically, they're halfway between you know the Northeast and DC, so it kind of makes sense. Um, this song, um, and there and I don't know if you'd call them screamo. That there is a lot of screaming. But they're not, I wouldn't even say that they're really emo. Like they're not, unless just the emotion of anger counts as emo, which it doesn't because hardcore in general is just angry. Um, I, I'd love to read an interview with anyone from this band. They're such to this day a mystery to me. I traded a piece of furniture f- with a member of Undertow for a, for a, for this seven inch on colored vinyl. Um, and, uh, this just got reissued uh, as a discography and the discography is only like nine songs. That's all they ever recorded. Something like that. Uh, There's a video on YouTube of them playing someone's backyard and the drumming is just next level. Like the drumming. I don't know if by listening to the studio recordings, you can really pick up on how insanely good the drummer is and how creative he is but watch that youtube video i'll send it to you zach because you appreciate you appreciate a good drummer as much as anyone i'll send that video to you because it's like wow this guy is like functioning on a separate plane um i hope at least one of you is familiar with this band otherwise i'm just talking to the abyss but uh does anyone heard this well yeah i'm yeah, um, you Can know, you hear me? I, I think, yeah. you know, probably, probably most known for the split with Hoover. Yeah, so good. 
you know what's sick, dude, is Lincoln and the song is Union. And like Lincoln was all about preserving the Union, man. It's like deep. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, but also, uh, yeah, I like this. I think Pops rated them pretty high on his 90s list. And it was one of those bands that I had never heard. And then I went and checked it out. And they were one of the bands that I'd never heard that I was pretty impressed by. So that was sick. And I'm stoked that it's on the playlist. Is it on streaming, Ben, now that it got re-released? It is. Cause so I think that they might be kind of new to streaming because I believe when we did the nineties list, I had to to dig around and find a uh an MP3 of them. Like it, yeah. it wasn't readily available. Yeah, I think that's right. When this stuff got reissued maybe late last year, it got put on uh, streaming. Uh and the uh discography is also available on compact disc. So taking it, bringing oh. it back to 1993 format wise. So of course I had to cop that. That rules. I love that. Um, okay. Sick pick. And I'm glad this is on the playlist. I'm stoked. Just like statue, you plucking out a song, you know, I listened to Lincoln briefly, enjoyed it, but now I got a song to hone in on. So that is sick. Dan, if you don't pick Eden's demise, that's going to be some bullshit. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I thought you were going to do Eden's Demise and then finish out on your number seven with another or your next one with another Fugazi song. And then, I don't know, pull some Earth Crisis demo track off uh, the first LP. Actually, probably the demo is early 93. So it Um, is. Yeah. So (laughs) there's there's some stuff that shows up on Destroy the Machines that's on that demo. So I could have done it, but I don't know which song to go to. I've got the two here and i've got to choose one of them between phaser and head to wall oh god i could just flip a coin (sighs) i gotta go head to wall quicksand Um, crazy that it it took the round five i would have thought round one by one of you dudes I would have thought Ben would have taken him round one, but he wanted to screw me, so he didn't, because he's an aquatic weasel. <laughs> I would have screwed you on this if I had taken it round one. True, but I could have taken Phaser. Um, the way this opens with the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, it's just got so much atmosphere, so much like groove, and um, Walter's voice is so good. Um, and what's great about it is like his voice is like, it's, it's kind of shredded, but very tuneful at the same time, relaxing time, you know, um, he, I just, he nails it. It's so good. And it, it, the negative space in this song do so much for it, much the same way, like unseen Holocaust, like the, the negative space, like runs that song it really works really well on this song too and i love the um i mean i'm not technically knowledgeable about what guitars do but it seems like the octaves or the the way that the guitar transitions for the um like the almost like overdrivey type part that goes in for the chorus like just ramps it up and um the lyrics are really good about, you know, 
basically frustration and just just you know head to wall like fuck this sucks like i don't know it's it's an incredible song um this is an incredible album and it was an incredible shift in the dynamic of i mean everybody loved this record in 93 pun intended (laughs) but for real everyone loved it you know so anyway uh thoughts Ben, you want to speak on this, or are you going to hold out until you pull a song off it? Um, I had a song on my short list that I'm not going to do, but I do want to speak on this. Um, the thing that's happening in the chorus is the guitar is playing the same octave the entire time, and then the bass is is doing is changing underneath it, which is a thing that um, I think they call that pedal notes. Like Joy Division does it a lot, where you have one instrument staying constant while the other instrument does different stuff um yeah it's an incredible song this is a great album i couldn't really it was really hard for me to narrow it down to one song to pick uh off of this so there's just so many choices for for a long time i always thought the second album was the better one and i was completely alone in that assessment and now i'm thinking "Eh, maybe everyone else in the world is right and it's this album is the better one but you can't like go the wrong. Album better too. You like the second album better? Okay. Yeah. Um everything pre-reunion is is top notch. And and they're like a real rock band. Like they're a hard rock band. And um I guess they're more like historically speaking, like thought of in the alternative rock mode. Uh, because you know, everyone's trying to sign the next Nirvana, all these all these uh AR guys and gals trying to sign the next Nirvana. So they're picking, picking off all these people from the punk scene, the hardcore scene, trying to do this alternative rock thing. And I always thought, think of this, this band is like hard rock, but not like, obviously not like poison or some, some hair farmer type band like that, but just like they're hard and they're, and they rock, they're hard rock. (laughs) Maybe like a less goofy tool. Hell yeah. Okay, Clevo, you want to speak on this or do you want to take your next pick? Um, I had two songs picked from this LP and one of them was Head to Wall. And I'm going to take the risk and come back to it because I'm going to take with my fifth pick um, Leatherface, Do the Right Thing off of the album Minx. Um, Again, when we talked about 90, what was it? 91 was the last one we did. Uh, We talked quite a bit about Leatherface. Um, this is another it's another great song that they did and just like lyrically you know Frankie just turns a phrase with this one um you know again just like his his delivery the music um it's that like like I said last time it's that um Lemmy Lemmy singing for Jawbreaker um you know and the same sort of literary lyrics um <clears throat> Yeah, it, it's it, it's Leatherface. It sounds like Leatherface. If you've heard them before, it, it's it's not going to break new ground. Um, if you haven't heard them before, um, this is actually this is actually a good entree into something that's not on the album Mush. So um, I love this song. It's a great song, great melody, um, and just like um, the the lyrics, like um, the choruses when he's like you can have me if you want. And there's like the doubled vocals or whatever that's on there. Um, I love this. 
Yeah, this is probably the second best Leatherface album past Mush, but I don't know. Like it Mush is just so perfect and it has a certain brightness to it. This has a little less brightness and a little less urgency in the songs, like which I think that based on personal preference, people could possibly like this one more. Maybe it's a little bit more laid back than Mush. I don't know. I was listening to it today. This was on my short list of three songs for this record. I'm going to take something else on my honorable mentions, but this record is still really good. Although I think that it's pretty undeniable that Mush is like the best entry point. But I, uh, I agree. Um, there's, um, you know, there's the the compact and Bijou seven inch, which actually the song Dreaming is on, and that actually. Um, the original LP version of this came with a bonus seven inch and dreaming is also on there, but it, I, but it technically it came out in 92. So I didn't take that. Um, cause that's a great song. Um, they also did a bunch of peel sessions around this time. Um, John Peel loved these guys, had them on, had them on quite a few times. And, uh, um, some, the, some of those versions, if you can track them down are, are also really good. I am going to take the song crash and burn by the band neglect. And I love this song and they're doing something in the song that I wish was done more in hardcore. It's a simple like riffage thing and it's best done here. It's best done on the first blood for blood LP and then replicated the best I could possibly do on in control of the truth hurts, but it's just going on the guitar it sounds so hard when like the drummer is just doing like that slower beat, you know, and the guitar is going over the top of it. So savage. This song does it on the, on the verses. And then that chorus, the crash and burn crash, crash, crash. It's sick. Little trick, like doing a little bit of echo on the vocals to make it sound even more sinister. This guy's got a great voice. Neglect is a cool band that I know very little about. They just had a reputation as being kind of like the most negative band. And uh, I don't know. I only ever had the split seven inch with Hatebreed. And that song wasn't super standout to me. But, uh, you know, after the the uh, blog spot era. I got most of their stuff and, and dug them. They're like one of those bands put on, take the ride. Cause a lot of the songs are long, um, hard to like narrow into a single song, but this is a good one. This is a pull off track. The song's not super long and it's super catchy and good and savage. So that is my choice. Is anyone familiar with this band or song and want to speak on it? Um, I had the song LSS on my shortlist. Um, I, I love this band. It's like the most negative thing you can listen to. And it's like, I, I know I, I, I probably, you know, I probably have said other about other bands and it's like, Oh, it's just kind of slow and plotting and just like on the E string. And this is slow and plotting and just like on the E string, but there's just something about, there's just something about how crazily negative, and or like self-deprecating the lyrics are um actually my favorite stuff is comes out in 94 um um that song that has the sample at the beginning where he's like you know sometimes i feel like eating a bullet um (laughs) it's like um but also um 
isn't one of the songs that comes out this year has the same sample as the beginning of the integrity LP, but it's like not, it's not like chopped and screwed. So it's like the actual voice. Um, or did I just listen to that today for no reason? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's on there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I really, I really do. I really do like this. Um, the LSS is because LSS is life support system. And in the yes. middle of it, when he's like, grandma, grandma pull the plug pull the plug yeah. oh, it's so it's so negative that that song is is probably the hit but it's almost no one beat me up for this but uh it's almost a little campy right so it's like they're going over the top with it which is like great but also i don't it almost pulls me out of it a little bit but then is that the one it's like my body's getting colder as i get oh man it's like the, the yeah. lyrics are so the lyrics are, they are a little campy but they're also like i don't know it's it's you know it's definitely it's definitely a vibe from the time yes yeah and it's that one's over four minutes too this one they're clocks just, in all the songs are so long yeah this one's only three minutes though so it's it's the blazer it's the uh <laughs> yeah whatever but yeah this is sick i'm glad to get on the playlist and people neglect notable band to get into if you haven't um okay ben let's go to you for your number five all right i'm looking at my pick so far we got fugazi statue undertow lincoln i need to get a little bit more melody in there i need to get some pop punk in there there is a band who has been putting out records since the 80s and i was never a fan of but goddamn, this song is perfect and this song is called Deborah Jean, and the band is called The Queers from New Hampshire. Um, they were on Lookout Records. They're sort of like, I guess the way it goes is Screeching Weasel is trying to sound like The Queers because these two bands sound like each other. And I've always been a Screeching Weasel fan, and I've never been a Queers fan, which makes me a poser since The Queers came first. But goddamn, both these bands... Uh, like this whole scene, they, they, they love kind of openly worshiping the Ramones. And it's like, dude, I hate to break it to you, fellas. You don't really sound like the Ramones. Oh, but this song does. This song sounds like the Shirelles could have done it in 1962. And then the Ramones punkified it in, you know, 1977 it is so perfect. It is like the perfect punk rock love song. Um, I need to buy this album just to have this song because I've tried to get into other songs by the queers and I can't do it. I think a girl group should go back and record this song like, you know, Phil Spector, 1962 style, like, like reverse engineer it. Cause that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's just, it's up there with, I want to be your boyfriend. It's up there with, Oh, Oh, I love her. So by the Ramones or, you know, kiss me deadly by generation X top tier top five or 10 probably top five punk rock love songs ever deborah jean the queers yeah you know you guys call like that epifat stuff pop punk and i think that it, it needs a different carve out this is like what i consider pop punk like melodic not super fast it has kind of like that snotty voice on top of it and uh yeah the queers we used to have that album beat off on tape <clears throat> and like listen to it on tour a lot. It was good. They are very similar to Screech and Weasel. Although I've always thought that like Screech and Weasel, 
their highs and lows are very epic. And the queers, at least that album, the one that I was familiar with was like, it's like the queers are just putting a bunch of sevens out there, right? Like they don't on that album, they didn't have any shitty songs and they didn't have any like 10 out of 10 songs. It was just all like pretty good. This is B level, you know, good and B not as a knock. Like all our songs are B's. They're solid. Good. But Screechy Weasel has like the 10 out of 10 songs. And then they have the songs where they eat their dick and they're fucking terrible, you know? And uh, this is just more consistent. Although I am looking forward to hearing the song because I am not familiar with it all. Like I said, I just had the album beat off and I've never heard this before. So uh, sick. Dan, you want to touch this or you want to take your number six? Yeah, this song is a complete girl group jammer. But do you know what? My favorite song off this record is Fuck the World because it has that really like catchy chorus. Fuck the world. I'm hanging out with you tonight. It's very I thought that was your... That's your favorite E-Town record. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Sick, me too. Um, okay, Dan number six. Um, okay. I'm going to have to, well, I'm not going to have to, but I'm going to go with um, Unbroken, and I'm going to go with Break Me Down. As we've stated many times before on the pod, and this is a, a well-worn line of Zach's, you can never have too many anti-racist songs. And this is right. a really good one. Um, this is giving you that almost like preview to what's to come with Life, Love, Regret, but not quite. You know, it's still unbroken, like finding their sound, but this song is really good. Um, and I, it does have that part that gives it that early nineties, almost like um, kind of the way that a lot of things were being recorded around, you know, the early nineties where there was like a, a studio trick here or there, like break me down. That part on this um, is kind of like that, but it's such a great song and um, it, it, it is showing you the way that Unbroken are going to... I mean, I, I really love the song for what it is, but it also is that little peak of like, oh, this is this is a band that is about to embark upon greatness. Um, I think this is is something that that like I've, I've spent a lot of time with. So there may be a reason that might be one of the reasons that it's, it's on here because there's so, there is so many other good songs that I could take um, from other bands in this era, like almost bands that sound very similar, like an Abenanda. Um, I really like the Abenanda record that came out this year too, but I really love how this is, is talking about you know, racism and ignorance is passed down. It's not only passed down in a, from, you know, family down and that's how you learn hate, but it's also systematic and you have to like really struggle to break free of bias and racism. And this song really, really stands up and says that. And, you know, the same way that cutting away has the, you know, anthemic, uh, thing about not being broken this song at the end like really does also and you know i love it 
Hell yeah. You know, we talked this album a little bit on when we did that segment. I don't know what episode, but it was like best songs off albums that aren't the best. And yeah. I think Ben took zero hour, but uh, it was this crew that we were talking that. So I was surprised that you didn't go zero hour, the first song. And I think by far the best song off this LP, but that's sick that you plucked another one. I'm looking forward to, to diving into it on the playlist. Um, Cause yeah, this is not my go-to unbroken stuff. Clevo, what's your number six? I'm going to go a bit, a little bit out of left field. I'm actually going to take Pennywise off the Unknown Road LP, and I'm taking the song Dying to Know. Um, uh, we mentioned before, uh, or you mentioned, you know, that Hyena is on the, the first Punkorama. Um, and really, um, punk, the first Punkorama tape comes out the next year. You know, Hyena's on there. Um, and this song is also on there. And I, you know, <clears throat> I got that tape and I really like, I was really psyched and, and kind of fell into a lot of the, uh, a lot of the epitaph stuff that I had missed that wasn't bad religion um, over the past few years when I was kind of, you know, kind of out of it. Um, and I, I really, I really did, did really did get into this, um, this and the, um, you know, we, we talked a little about the first Pennywise album last time we recorded, um, you know, after this, I kind of lost interest in them, but uh, I still go back to this album from time to time. Um, I think I think this song, um, you know, just kind of hits. Um, it, you know, the uh, when he's just kind of like singing, and then it goes into the chorus, and he repeats himself, and then there's you know the, he sings on the actual chorus where he's like, "I'm dying to know," and he sings, and then it goes into the solo. Um, yeah, it's, it's Pennywise. Um, you know, it might be the uncool pick, but. I really do love this song. I had Unknown Road on my short list. Um, this al- this LP of when I revisited 93, this was one of my biggest bummers. This and the Propagandy LP. Um, because I always thought that the first two Pennywise LPs were great. And I still think the first one is great. And this one was such a bummer. Um the Unknown Road song, I think it's still good. This song used to be one of my favorite songs, but Dan and Ben, this is that song off whatever cinema beer thing I think we did, right? When he's he tries to sing all like on that second verse, like, well, the good book says love yeah. shall be the best thing you can feel. Like he's trying to be all that guy, you know? He's <laughs> um, Reverend Lovejoy. It's pretty, it's pretty bad, but like this song, like the spirit of it kicks ass, like the slow to fast, slow to fast. It's like that new school punk sound, but it's got that old school, like California hardcore where it goes slow to fast, slow to fast. And you can almost just picture the pit, right? Like dudes like kind of walking or skipping and then like (laughs) speeding up and just smashing foods. So I don't know. He's like, is everything I try to hide, I'm threatened by a suicide. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't know. I think that's so catchy. Yes, it's catchy, like in the way that's like, oh, is this, is this great or is this terrible? You know, and like that's some of the best shit. Is like when it's like, dude, are they? Is this great or is this terrible? But it leans great, and this one is like, fuck, I don't know, dude. For for a long time, I thought this was great, and now I'm like. I don't know. Well, if we would have made this list in 93 or 94, this might have been my, this or hyena probably would have been my first pick. So dude, respect. I'm with you dog. <laughs> like for sure. You know, like those two and American Jesus right there. 
Um, and I love that this is on the list because all you butthurt fools on, on uh, Instagram eat it, you know, it's on, it's on the playlist. So what's up? You know, although it's getting beaten down by at least, no, it's getting beaten down by three Fugazi songs. <laughs> so maybe I need to choose two Pennywise songs to even the score, you know, but, uh, it's not going to happen now. I am going to take a song. It's this band's last record. I believe I am a crust poser to the ninth degree. Definitely one of the genres I pose on hard, but uh, I love this record. It's uh, anti-Simex, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, off their final LP, The Scandinavian Jawbreaker. They're mostly known, I believe, for that first 7-inch they did, The Raped Ass 7-inch. Beautiful name. Um, that came out in the early 80s, and that shit is wild. I love that, too. But uh, this for being like a D beat band in the early nineties, like this recording is so good and so bright. And I was going, I was considering taking only in dreams, which is such an ill song because it's kind of sick, right? Like the D beat evolves because discharge is like doing a motorhead beat, but speeding it up a tiny bit. And that song only in dreams by this band, like is the sickest motorhead riff that isn't a motorhead song. So I was close on that one. That's on my short list, but I'm taking of ice just cause that sounds so sick. What's up? The song called of ice and uh, yeah, it's a DB song and it is wild because I remember talking to pops back when, and he was saying that a lot of hardcore, like the knock on it would be that it doesn't swing like a lot of guitar based music does. Like it has a swing to it and a lot of hardcore doesn't, but this song is fucking wild. Like the what it's doing on the ride symbol during the verses, it's doing like a straight swing beat over the top of a D beat song. And it's just like one of those things that I listen to and it's like, well, this is a mind fuck. You know what I mean? Like we had talked about that that Gehenna song on the year end lists. And like it's one of those ones where I listen to it and I love it, even though it's like my mind is like being fucked. This is one like that as well. I'm like, what is going on? This is so wild, but I love it so much. Um, also, there's a great solo on this. And again, like the recording is great. Like this is, this is ill. Um, I love it. So everyone check it out. Anti-Simex, if I'm pronouncing that properly. I don't know. They're Swedish, so I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. And then uh, the song is Of Ice. Does anyone have anything on this or this band? I think you're pronouncing it right. And this song is so rad. Like the way uh, the beginning is just, the drummer is just doing a million like snare rolls, like, and then when it kicks into the verse beat, like you were saying, it almost feels like it's too fast. Like it's ahead of the, of the music, but it's yeah. Pure crust and his voice is epic. It's because he's doing a weird beat on the, the ride, which like makes it sound kind of, wonky and off tempo but he's doing like a straight d beat with like the the kick drum and the snare it's fucking wild everyone check it out it is so good and then also check out that only in dream song for the greatest motorhead riff that's not motorhead um okay ben let's go to you for your number six all right uh no list would be complete in a year that peg boy made a record of course now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I maybe we have done years where I didn't pick a Pegboy record, but minutes to hours off the Pegboy EP four, 
Uh, that's F-O-R-E. It's a play on words because there are four songs on this. And there is a photo of two guys golfing on the cover. Um, this is sort of a uh, really brooding, slow verses and then fast kind of like mid-tempo punk choruses. Uh, Peg Boy is like a totally like how to tastefully do melodic punk in the you know, fart rock era and avoid like all the, all the pop punk traps that, that a lot of epifat stuff and a lot, even lookout stuff falls into, uh, just one of my favorite bands from this, um, time period. Uh, the vocals are like kind of gruff and husky, you know, you don't, you don't have that nasal whiny pop punk voice. I don't know. I, I'd be curious to know how much of a crossover in their fanship there is with, like the lookout or the epifat stuff. I think there's a lot, which is strange because they really are a continuation of naked ray gun. Um, it's the guitarist, the original guitarist of naked ray guns next band. Um, been a fan since 91. I think when I first heard, heard them in escape video, uh, this is the kind of the stopgap EP between the first two albums. Um, and I want to say Steve Albini engineered it, which is kind of funny because he's like known for all this, you know, Nirvana Pixies in his own band, Shellac and Rape Man, like bands that have nothing to do with this kind of music, but he's a Chicago guy and they're Chicago bands. So I guess it makes sense in that respect. So that's what I got. Uh, Minutes to Hours by Pegboy. That rules. I am only familiar with the Pegboy LP material. So I am stoked to dive into this. I don't think I have any of the seven inches. Um, well, Dan, you got two songs in your first round, so we will skip right to Clevo for his number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. Heartbreak round, Dan, what is your last pick? Okay. Um, it really is heartbreaking because, you know, my list of honorable mentions will actually be pretty long. Um, but I've, got to go with and it's kind of like a a nod to where ben went just recently uh with his queers pick because i'm gonna go with a song that is also very on the girl group tip um and just the the kind of like looking at it in a different way um i'm going with bikini kill rebel girl now Everyone's heard this song a billion times. I want you to divorce that from your mind right now and think about listening to this for the first time. Like, it's so fucking good. So catchy. So full of attitude. So full of, like, swagger. And it's just awesome, like, about, you know, that take on, you know, the rebel boy um, trope in a lots of girl group songs doing it this way in a in a very punk um method but then talking about the revolution and like the riot girl mindset going that way and and there's some just some like so good lines in this like you know i mean the way it starts out that girl thinks she's the queen of the neighborhood but like everyone like is admitting it yeah she is but i love the um the lines where it, you know, it's like when she walks, the revolution's coming in her hips. There's revolution. Like it, it's so good with, and then the, you know, 
I want to try on your clothes. Like those elements of like looking up to someone in a, in, in the scene or something like that. We've all had those people that have been the people that have marked our way um, coming up in hardcore and punk that we've just looked at and been like, man, that guy's so fucking cool. Or that girl is so like, just awesome. Like everything about him. So cool. Um, and, and not just, I mean, outside of hardcore as well, you know, there's just been tastemakers out there that are just so got so much swagger that you just, you know, like, like you lot all look up to me, you know, <laughs> and then like all say, of us look up to Mike Ness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like you do with uh, his lyrical writing for sick boy. <laughs> That's right. Um, but no, th- this song is just, it, it was still there. And, you know, I, I've got to take it. It's just so good. Like, and yes, it is arguably one of the most popular songs, if not the most popular song, but that doesn't detract. It only enhances for how good this song is. Yeah. I hate this now. Team Mandel all day. (laughs) All right. Clevo, let's go to you for your number seven. Um, You know, keeping with the trend of me always picking something that is not on Spotify. Um, I'm totally taking a nod on Spotify, but uh, I'm going to take the song Did You by the band Cop Out um, because I feel like not enough people talk about them or or maybe know about them. Uh, Cop Out was a band from Memphis. Um, it is pre-death threat, pre-tragedy, pre-talk is poison. Um, another spastic, straightforward, um, you know, fast, hardcore, um, you know, uh, kind of in the vein of uh crudos um it's it's just crazy it's like it's a minute long um but it's really it's also um has those you know sort of you turned your back on us um uh, why aren't you part of the scene anymore lyrics um you know because you know there's only so many topics hardcore songs can really be about and being stabbed in the back is one of them um <laughs> but yeah i um, this is really good. Um, they had an EP, they had a split and they had like a song on, um, they had like a song on a comp on a, wait, that's right in front of me. Um, can't find it. Never mind. Um, they, uh, or like one or two songs, uh, a song on a slap a ham cop and, um, also a song on a, uh, comp that, uh, Martin from Crudos put out. So, sorry martine from crudos put out so uh yeah it's uh it 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 is on Bandcamp. um the ep is on Bandcamp if you if you want to check it out but uh yeah unfortunately this is probably never going to make it to spotify um and you know it's like fairly rare record but it's fucking great if you can find it hell yeah i'm not familiar with this at all so i will track down that Bandcamp and uh handle business ben or dan you familiar with this at all I'm not. Not only by name. Only by name. Cool. All right. Well, it is our mission to get over to that band camp and check it out because Clevo is showing us the way to that music that brings the heat. All right. My final pick, round number seven, Heartbreaker Band, Heartbreaker Round, Heartbreaker Band. Okay. I think organized religion is stupid. I think religion and hardcore is even dumber. And especially when it's some misogynistic bullshit, right? Like women can't be gurus or whatever. Get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. 
you know, we believe in equality, right? Anti-racism, unity. And then it, it seems so dumb that like, you know, to bring religion into something when it is, uh, you know, putting some people on pedestals and some people can only worship. But regardless of all that, uh, I am picking a shelter song. I am taking the song Busy Doing Nothing off their LP of this year, um, which I believe is, let me see, what is the LP called? Ba, 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 ba. Attaining the Supreme. I'm on the wrong list. Yeah, Attaining the Supreme. The second best shelter record behind Beyond Planet Earth. Um, <laughs> and this song kicks ass, though. First of all, the bass solos, so ill. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. So sick on like that breakdown right after like Ray goes, so slow it down. Like, I don't know. That part is like gives me chills. I love this record a lot. Um, one of my first jobs was working at Laser Star in Oxnard. And I was like the guy that had to show like the kids how to play laser tag and then like go in and kind of be like the lifeguard, you know? <laughs> And, like, make sure, that like, don't run, don't run, don't have too much fun. It was really terrible. Um, but in the evening, the manager was pretty cool, and he let me play my own music in there. Like, normally it was, like, I don't know, techno and shit. Um, but in the evening, they let me play my own music as long as there was no bad words. And I had two CDs that had no bad words. One was a censored version of Warren G. Regulate which was given to me by Posy Josh of carry on and this CD shelter attaining the Supreme. And I played the fuck out of those two CDs at laser star and this song. And then that song better way are the two best songs of this record, I think, but this one like just gives me chills. It's so good. And shelter when they play like fast music, they bring the heat, you know, it's so good. And Ray's voice is so good on this, like not doing like the, the Ray Cabo that we know and love, you know, when he's really bringing the heat, but this is great. It's not super whiny. And, uh, yeah, I love the song. I would not be true to myself if I didn't put this on my list, even though dude, that is ridiculous that like, you know, there's only male gurus and we're not worshiping what women are laying down. So, uh, handle business, treat everyone equally or go fuck yourself. Um, anyone want to speak on this or should we go to Ben for his final pick? I do. I want to speak on this. I, I, I think I got this album maybe at the beginning of 94. I think I was late to getting this album. I don't know. Somewhere around this time in the decade, I got this album. I, I listened to it so much and I don't really go back to it very often, but that's a good pick. Um, and there's a song about like, I'm no consumer, something like that on this album. And I remember going to my, God, was it like a poli sci teacher in high school? And I'm like, this is, the lyrics are exactly what you were talking about the, yesterday. And play it for the class. And he listened to it and he goes, I can't make out any of the lyrics. And I'm thinking, you know how like nor <laughs> normal people always say that about punk? Like you can't understand what they're saying. It's like, this guy couldn't understand what Ray Capo was saying. It's like, so it's clear as fucking day. But whatever, okay. Well, this has got some of that in there too. Like, there's this great lyric on the song when it's like, "The desire to acquire everything oh, you see," me. you know, so good. But desire to acquire, like just like that, is so good, dude. I love it. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Anyone else want to speak on this or we go into Ben for his final pick? I thought you were, with that build up, I thought you were going to be going Holy Name 108. I'm surprised that you guys didn't go. You guys are the 108 lovers. Yeah. Well, so I'm sure it's going to hit some honorable mentions. <clears throat> okay. Ben, final pick. This is hard because there's so many left on the table, but I'm going to pick something. Uh, I guess this is pretty left field. There was a band called Braid and another band called Hey Mercedes. This is like right when emo was about to break into the mainstream, late 90s, early 2000s. And I didn't like those bands at all. But some of those dudes were in a punk band going back to the early 90s called Friction. And Friction is awesome. And the song is called Squelch. It's the first song on their album Blurred in Six. Um, all the stuff is on streaming now. They put out a discography many years later. It's all there. Um, it's sort of like the halfway point between pop punk and emo. Actually, I'd say it's a little bit more punk and less emo. At least this song, it's rocking. It's it's kind of melodic mid-tempo punk with tons of octaves. This is definitely the era of the octaves. I'd say at least the first half of this song, Zach would even might even ride for. Um, there was this little scene. I think it started with Gage and then Friction and Cap and Jazz were like other bands that came along. And then from, from those three bands, I think, you know, those bands broke up, they started other bands. And now when people say the term Midwestern emo or Midwest emo, whatever, they're talking about that family of bands. So this is the very beginning of that when it's still very much punk rock. And, um, it's just, it's a very summer feel good song uh squelch ha- have any of you ever heard friction nope but i'm a fan of friction <laughs> i bet you are um, <laughs> i i i have not heard this okay then you're in for Dan, how about you are, are you a poser as well <laughs> I'm, I'm friction posing. God damn, bunch of posers on this podcast, dude. But at least Ben keeps it real. Um, that is sick. Okay, let's go to Dan. Honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions. I've got to say, Born Against the Fucking Dead, um, The Promise, Ringworm. Like it's, it's so good. This. You know, this year, like, it is weird that there's so much good stuff mixed in with so much bad stuff. So I have, I didn't go back and revisit Propaganda, Zach, and you said that it just definitely didn't hold up. It was terrible. Well, um, it's because of, like, our our recent, like, okay, how do you feel about Fat Mike, Dan? I don't like him at all. <laughs> Yeah, and and so like even songs that I used to kind of like, I just can't stand them anymore. Yeah, and this just sounds kind of like that to me. Yeah, no, it yeah. just sounds a lot like No Effects, and I don't know. I mean, like they hated it. I saw some. I think it might have been on the Fat Records documentary. Like Propaganda was shitting all over this record, saying like you know they hate that Ryan Green sound. Yeah, and it really does sound like No Effects, and then his vocals are kind of like. Okay, these people don't sound at all alike, but you know, like Ian, when he sings on kind of anything, 
post minor threat like it's very like abrasive it, like it kind of pulls you out of just bobbing your head yeah and he's like one of those singers like he does such a good job of like grabbing your attention but you know he's grabbing my attention in kind of like the fat mic way and it just i i really didn't like it i i loved this album i listened to this album so much way back when you know and i went into this thinking like it's going to be so hard to narrow down like a propaganda song like yeah, I listened to record. it a lot this year. So I, I was thinking anti-manifesto just because it opens and it yeah. it it's saying a lot for this sound mm-hmm. of of you know it a very broish sound that the lyrics are completely not like that, you know. Well, yeah. I love that like you still love it, right? I, because well, I, well, I don't I want my my shitty attitude on this to like ruin it for anyone because I love this record and like that Pennywise and this were like the two biggest bum outs of me. Well, yeah. I didn't, I didn't re-listen to this because when I was flicking through stuff, I didn't think anything would make it to my list, so I didn't spend time. But I will do a re-listen to this and see if I hate it. <laughs> so I listened to it today, um, and I think when they're when they're being stupid, it's awful. Yeah, um, but I think like. And I really think like what you were saying is like like a song like Fuck Machine, I, I think it like kind of deserves to be on the list just because of what the song says and how, you know, again, like 1993 was 30 years ago. Like yeah. not a lot of bands were were saying that and definitely not bands, definitely not fat bands were 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 coming across the message like that. So I think I think it's really important even if even if they hate the record, even if it does sound very fat Mikey, um, you know, I think I think there's just I think there's a lot of good messages on the record. Um, but there's like probably three songs. Like you said, Andy Manifesto, Head Chester Foot, um, Fuck Machine, and you know, but and Scar really sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Well, also, I just I think that there's some bad political messages on here as well. Um, like that, if you're dumb enough to vote, you know, yeah. like, like, okay, dude, like that kind of okay. There was a lot of people that thought that, right? Oh, both sides are bad, and stayed home, and you got Trump that you know got a bunch of Supreme Court justices that overturned Roe. So good job. If you're dumb enough to vote, you're dumb enough to believe them. But, like, you well, know, how old were they when they when they said that too? I mean, they I'm were saying, they were smart enough. To, you know, they they were smart enough to say some other stuff, but like, like they do come off as really young on this record, and you know, sometimes and like say like they they do say some shit, but you know, whatever. No, that's fair, and and I think one bad opinion doesn't like it doesn't invalidate everything. We we can discuss that they have good ideas on here too, but it's just. Just because they're smart also doesn't mean that all their ideas are righteous either. Yeah, true. With anyone. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But but I do feel like sometimes, you know, as as a person of average intelligence, you know, sometimes when people speak well, you know, or they have some ideas that I think are smart, it's easy to like get behind them, right? And think, okay, well, this guy's smarter than me. He has some ideas I agree with. He must like be pretty righteous, right? And follow him, him or her, you know, but people, everyone has bad ideas, right? And just because you got some good ones doesn't mean you're immune from, from being an idiot sometimes. And that's like me, you know, like just listen to me. I'm righteous 90% of the time, but 10% of the time, fuck, I'm going to lead you astray. Sorry, everyone. Um, 
But yeah, just like this, distracting from Dam's uh, honorable mentions list. <laughs> That's all right. It, yeah, I like these combos. Um, all right, I'm going to jump back in. Where's the quality? Refused. Facet squared. Fugazi. Um, Eden's demise. <laughs> Earth crisis. <laughs> um, <laughs> phaser. Quicksand. Um, zero hour. Unbroken. Stalemate. Undertow. I'm surprised that song didn't get on there as well, but you know, uh, Peter Brady, Screeching Weasel, Incarnation, Snapcase. That was really close to being on my list. Um, cause if I was, you know, extremely being true to myself at the timing of this, Incarnation was a massive song. Um, at the time, uh, I'm sure, uh, the Aquatic Weasel can agree with me there. Um, Janelle, that by born against an interesting song because um it was on the born against screeching weasel split where they wrote the lyrics for each other's songs so that that was a pretty interesting split so janelle is like the total screeching weasel like song about a girl and screeching weasel did a song called el mazote which was also very good that uh was about like the U.S. government in um, other CIA in other countries just fucking things up, and it was pretty interesting to hear Screeching Weasel sing like that. Anyway, "In Your Face" by Spitboy, um, Adina, Hyena, Detroit, um, Trenches, and "Get Out of My Way" all on the first Rancid LP. That's probably why I didn't dial in one of the songs because I couldn't just get it down to that um have you ever seen the rain on the ramones record that just has a weird um little special place in my heart from you know trying to find the best stuff in the uh in the final ramones death rattle um i think that's where i'll leave it obviously there's tons of stuff by leatherface rorschach um mike judge and old smoke for 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 humorous reasons, but I'll, I'll let you guys get a lot more stuff on, but you know, I really liked, um, a lot of the Epifat stuff in this year too, like the tilt record and stuff, but I can't think of anything that just stands out as a single track at this point. So go ahead and, uh, hit us with your stuff. Clevo honorable mentions, uh, quicksand dine alone, uh, bulldoze the truth off of their, um, off of their demo, um, I had anti anti CMX two uh, Chino Horde and Current. Um, not necessarily their split. They both put out records this year. Uh, Hyena, like we already said, uh, Bruisers cruising for a bruising. Uh, specific specifically the song to the end. Uh, Unbroken Zero Hour. Board against our fucking dead. You better be extremely fucking cautious. Um, Garden Varieties self titled LP. Um, bold always try from looking back because that version is specific to that album and it only came out that year um, the drop dead self-titled from 1993 uh, the opening track hopeless um, band from Massachusetts dive uh, featuring members of get high and the dropkick Murphys um, they put out a seven inch this year um, the Lincoln Hoover split uh, 108 holy name uh, the Swizz reject seven inch um, post HR bad brain, specifically the song rise, 
um, and uh, Snapcase Incarnation. Um, like like Dan said, um, a couple weeks ago, I sent Ben uh, some videos of Lifetime from an Instagram account, and then I was scrolling through that account the other day, and there's a video of Snapcase playing Incarnation at the Fireside Bowl, and it's one of those where... Um, so many people are singing along. That's all you hear. You don't even hear the band playing, um, which, you know, time and place, man. Every every kid you saw had a Snapcase shirt on and probably was singing along to that song. Um, unfortunately for the dude in the band wearing those overalls on the back of that record, though, bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> man, okay. Um, I did not realize that that Bulldoze came out that year i thought it was 94 um that would have been my number two pick bummer yeah the truth that's a yeah fucking, yeah that's a track that's a track okay i had undertow stalemate i thought ben would take this the ramon song my back pages so good for a late ramon's track uh the Leatherface song i had is don't work conflict i believe puts out their final lp this year that song someday soon is so good almost made my list um also fun fact about that lp i don't know if they're trolling us or not but it says it was recorded in alaska and so i don't know if that's bullshit or not but fun fact of that record someone let us know if that's real or not or if they're just fucking around um pennywise unknown road no use for a name feeding the fire which i was talking to ben before we started recording has the weirdest kick drum um it sounds like he's just doing on the the one of every um bar is very fucked up every major but uh yeah that song still kicks ass but what the fuck is up with that kick drum uh the bruiser song i chose off this record is raise your glass what's up to my old days um pennywise the song nothing slap shot with their song off cinema beer tay wired dun 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 da 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 boston hardcore forever clevo am i right um ill repute jamie just Propagandy, the song that I chose begrudgingly because this motherfucker sounds like Pat, Fat Mike. Uh, who will help me bake? Dot, dot, dot. Didn't write the rest of it. Unbroken, Zero Hour, Bad Brains, Peace of Mind was the song I plucked off that one. And for some idiotic reason, I, remote, I wrote Ramon's My Back Pages again. What is wrong with me? Then, honorable mentions, you got 60 seconds. Statue fueling ashes the entire first EP. I didn't pick it because it's not on Spotify, and I thought I'd just cooperate and pick stuff that's on Spotify. Uh, but I love ashes. Current Coliseum Chino Horde undone and over. Screeching weasel inside out. Screeching weasel like a parasite. Scream gods look down. That's Dave Grohl on vocals there. Godspeed April. That is the post turning point. Uh, Skip and J band unbroken zero hour quicksand lie and wait black train Jack no reward scared straight slash 10 foot pole the song home mandingo stumble uh, endpoint the aftertaste LP course of disapproval seed of pain take one shelter the song shelter that's the non drum machine version sorry Ray and Porcel drummer Framework, Gatekeeper, Snapcase Incarnation, Flagman, Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> 108, Slave, Iggy Pop, Wild America, Action Swingers, Searching for Kicks, Chicken Head, the Everything Must Go EP, 
all guilty schleprock 10 speed smoking popes not that kind of girlfriend ringworm numb and blind to faith split lip division street pennywise unknown road garden variety fall in cap and jazz troubled by insects and john henry west avoiding from the 31293 comp rip sarah kirsch dan final thoughts on 1993 and this episode okay well there was one honorable mention that I didn't get on, and it is kind of a final thought of what this year was like. So Empty Cage by Still Life and also In Time by Still Life. Still Life and bands of that ilk of this what is truly kind of emo, screamo perhaps, when you go back and listen to these kind of songs, they don't quite hold up on a listening thing, but it was so this like insane to be in those rooms and the level of emotion and like being wrapped up, especially as a young person, that's the things that I'll remember about 93, 94 and stuff is that um, these bands that necessarily, I wouldn't be listening to their records all the time, but the, the live transference of like absolute emotion and, and heartfelt um, performance. So when we go back and look at these records as just like, well, this is the output of the time and you can dive back in. There's a lot that isn't there that was felt in the moment. So that that's all I'm going to say is like, some of these things haven't held up, but if you, if you had the chance to see some of this stuff, like, like Cleavo just brought up about incarnation being a place and a time and it just being, <laughs> unbelievable that's what this kind of era was like uh because yeah it is regarded universally as kind of like a lean time for hardcore but it there's jewels there and there was jewels in the time of being there too so uh just saying that and you know i i really enjoy going back and and trying to sift through you know stuff that isn't that great, but it like brings back tons of memories too. So it was a great episode and I love talking core with all you lot. Dude, I'm so pissed off that I didn't take the truth. That is so fucked up. Um, hey, you're oh going to get God. nothing but a beat down for that. <laughs> Dude, the truth hurts. Um, okay. Clevo final thoughts on this uh, episode and this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's funny that we, we, we talked about how lean it was and we still had, you know, 20 minutes of honorable mentions. So, um, you know, there's, there's stuff there. If you, if you look, you know, this, there's always, there's always a scene and there's always, there's always, there's always some gems out there if you're willing to look for them. Um, you know, no matter what, when people say hardcore is dead, um, they just don't know what they're talking about. They're not looking hard enough. So. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it, there's so much good stuff on here. And I think that, like, you know, one of the things that this podcast does well is we love, like, that big tent that, you know, punk and hardcore is under. And it's a good year if you love the big tent. You know, if you just like that narrow lane of straightforward hardcore, maybe it's not the best lane. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's maybe, maybe it's not the best year. I mean, but, yeah. Fuck, Bulldoze of Truth came out this year, so you know it's a banger year. Fuck. Ben, final thoughts on the year and this episode. 
Yeah, 93 is a really weird year, but weird is good sometimes. And if you are, you know, don't be closed minded when uh, us four, we picked these songs because they were the cream of the crop to us. And so if you're the kind of person who hates Fugazi, fucking just force yourself to listen to Great Cop and maybe you'll like it. I mean, that's that's your best chance if you're a if you're a kind of an old school punk rock type of person. And if you think you hate emo, you know, listen to Friction. Or if you think you hate fucking metalcore, I mean, you've heard you've heard Firestorm before, but whatever. Listen to like uh, Ringworm. And if you think you hate DB, listen to this anti Symex song. Like, uh, the I think with in any lane there's stuff that's so good it should be able to transcend that lane or style of of punk or hardcore and i think a lot of this stuff does post hardcore quicksand etc cetera, etc cetera. um so you know g- give this uh give this music a listen i i think i'm going to dig this uh playlist when it gets made because um i i really liked a lot of the picks everyone else uh had same same. Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing about this practice of doing these Super 7s is you guys choosing songs that I've never heard before and then being able to go and listen to them because I love music and I love finding new stuff. And, you know, I only have people on this podcast where I respect your opinions. And so if you're saying a song is like one of the best seven songs of an entire year in like a subgenre that I love, <laughs> like it's probably going to be a sick song you know what i mean so i love to check it out and there's enough on this playlist for me to sink my teeth into stuff that i'm not fully familiar with and some stuff that i am familiar with but never like knew the right first bite to take so uh, i'm stoked thanks for uh rounding out the year dudes dan where can the people find you on instagram at southpaw instagrammer and every third friday at the whistle stop in san diego doing fucking in the bushes Clevo, where can people find you? Uh, at Clevo on Instagram. And Ben, where can the people find you? At Cold Chillin' Book on Instagram. And at SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, everyone, get at me 185 miles south at gmail.com. That is the best way I respond to everyone. Also, 185 miles south on Instagram and Twitter. You can slide into those DMs if you want, but all bets are off because that shit is weird. I may not get back to you. My personal is Zach Retali on Instagram. And you know Retali is the best on Instagram. Everyone, we love you all. We will talk to you next Monday on Patreon. <laughs>